welcome to episode 22 of Criminality, the podcast where we talk about the intersection of reality TV, true crime, because it isn't a crime to love reality. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Rebecca. (laughs) And thank goodness it isn't a crime to love reality because I don't know about you, I've been back on my game with television and I've been watching a lot of reality. Good times. I mean, yes, let's be thankful coming out of this so Thanksgiving thankful. weekend that it is not a crime because how else could we get through these holiday weekends if not for some some serious binge watching? We spent Thanksgiving with our in-laws this year down the road and all I did was eat like way more than I was supposed to. Not supposed to, but like, you know, when you get I to understand. the point where your stomach's like, maybe lay off a little. <laughs> You're going to feel this later. There's leftovers. Calm down. Yeah, there's leftovers. Calm down. You can bring those home. But then the other side of my brain's like, I don't actually like leftovers. So I need to eat everything fresh right now. Let's do this. And uh, I looked a little like my background here with Tina Fey with her um, sandwich. She's but yeah, perfect. She is. She's perfection. I love <laughs> no matter so what much. she does. Yeah. You know, even that disgusting photo I have of her. But um, yeah, Thanksgiving was great here in the States. Rebecca, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, It was really nice. Um, All the kids home, which is always good. We were in New Jersey, not too far from home. Uh, This home, my old home. You know, I mean, yeah, home where I grew up, where I am now. (laughs) Uh, But I can't stop looking at Liz Lemon. And you mentioned the sandwiches, which, you know, I know is like our love language. But um, Mm -hmm. remember, uh, because... There ain't no party like a Liz Lemon party because a Liz Liz Lemon Lemon party party has mandatory. Oh, wait, that was the one I was going to (laughs) do. It's mandatory. And I think there's another time she did it has sandwiches. Of course. It's not a party unless it has sandwiches. Have you gone? It is mandatory. Yeah, both. Thank you. Not interested. (laughs) Um, No, but, you know, Thanksgiving's actually my favorite meal on Dialogue. At the end of my interview this season, I've been asking people, what would your last meal be? And I'm getting the best answers. But mine is actually my mom's Thanksgiving dinner. So truly, I am like not happier anywhere, but like eating Thanksgiving dinner um, that my mom makes. And I love the leftovers. So I just like stuff myself to, I'm in pain, just like you were talking yeah. about. And then I just do it again the next day. Yeah. Um, you do it until things get a little smelly. And then you're like, you know what? Yeah, this is <laughs> run its course. Maybe yeah, this is I a can, problem. Yeah, for sure. But, but this is actually perfect because we mentioned Thanksgiving and food and family. And we mentioned New Jersey. And I don't know if you know what, where we are. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, I am, I've got a beautiful ballroom behind beautiful. me. But food and family and New Jersey are big parts of today's story. And there's twists and turns, which is also appropriate because you know where there's a lot of twists and turns, Melissa? New Jersey? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, actually, yes. Maybe less twists, more turns because like there's this running joke in New Jersey that no matter where you're talking about in the state, Mm -hmm. people just say, what exit? That's the joke, oh, like okay. off the parkway or the turnpike, what exit? Mm-hmm. Because we are a small, densely populated state, and there are like so many more exits off of the highways than there are in other states. Hmm. So it's just a matter of like, what exit do you, anybody from Jersey will understand what I'm saying. So yes, we are in New Jersey, and yes, it's another Housewives episode. Woo-hoo. And I know and people might be wondering, well, which which one, right? There could be a lot of New Jersey housewives for this so episode. So much, yes. Uh, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Danielle Staub, a.k.a. Beverly Merrill. Okay. Her controversial past, which landed her a mugshot. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a cameo in a book. And a cameo in a book. I think that book actually will come up, though. So Excited well done. to hear. Ding, ding, ding. And it's not going to be about Teresa and her participation and her husband Joe's financial fraud crimes, which also landed her in jail. Today, we're talking about the Manzos. All of them. All of them? Pretty much all of them, yes. This is and like Christmas. <laughs> I know. You know, it's Christmas now. Absolutely. This is coming out in December. It's the holidays. And because I love you and our listeners so much, we're going to cover some crimes, but I'm going to throw in a little legal shenanigans, too. So we're going to get a nice little double dose of Manzo stories. I love it. But we're going to start with the Manzo who was a victim of a terrible crime. But before we get into the story, let's just like do a little refresher on Real Housewives of New Jersey and the principal players. So got to ask, I'm sure you have watched Real Housewives of New Jersey. Did you watch in real time? Like what is your talk to me about your feelings? My background is I am a purist and I start with the first season as it's airing uh, of any Housewives franchise except Miami. I still haven't watched Miami. I don't know how that one escaped me. Same, same. Yeah, so I need to watch that one. But New Jersey, I've watched from the beginning. The only season I didn't watch because I didn't have access to my mom's Bravo information at the time, <laughs> and I was not paying for it, was um, remember when the twins were on there? It was like the year after those, tw- like there, I think they were on two seasons. Do yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I, I do. Um, I can't even remember their names. They were so inconsequential. Yeah, one was like dating a fireman, maybe or something. But yeah. yes. I was that was fine. a weird, that was such, I remember specifically a Halloween costume party. Me too. Yes, yes. So uh, at some point, that's the only thing I've missed. And um, loving the new cast, absolutely love the new cast. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's my story. Okay, now that's really, really good. And I should mention at the top, just a quick content warning before I get into this show. Uh, we will talk about a, a kind of violent home invasion, and there will be a brief mention of a murder, but no gory details. Just Perfect. for anyone listening who would like to know that in advance. Also, I have a little cold, so if I sound a little bit off or gross, that's why. But so you don't con- look off or gross, and really, you would I know that it. if you were watching this on YouTube. So there we go. Plug At for Criminality the Show on <laughs> YouTube. Uh, yeah, you definitely want to see our backgrounds. Mine might even change over the course of the mm. story. Okay, so a little refresher on some of the principal players, because there's a lot of family members in this show, as you know, that's a big theme and it can get a little confusing. So we've got sisters, Caroline and Dina, and those are like, we're going to like really talk about them a lot. So they're sisters and they married brothers, Albert and Tommy Manzo. But Caroline and Dina's maiden name is Loretta. And that might sound familiar because Jacqueline Lorita on the show is married to Caroline and Dina's brother, Chris. So there's a lot of like sibling and marriage, not to their own siblings, but like siblings marrying siblings. And then the friend Jacqueline to the women, she is really a sister-in-law because she married their sister. So I think I knew that, but reading it, I was like, oh, wow. So we meet Caroline Manzo, who's absolutely the matriarch of... Certainly her family, but maybe even the show rivaling only Teresa, right? She's a little older. She's very serious. And the show premiered in 2009. We meet her. She's married to her husband, Albert Manzo. And together they have three kids, Albie, Chris, and Lauren, who are pretty big parts of the show themselves. Caroline 
I want to describe her for anyone who hasn't watched Real Housewives of New Jersey, which I'm always shocked to learn people listen to our show who don't watch these shows. So for any of you, Caroline is a fiery redhead Italian, big maternal energy, but more like mama bear than like soft lullaby singer. Mm -hmm. Like she's (laughs) she's tough. And, And I would say she would describe herself that way. She's likable in a certain sense in that she's a straight shooter. She doesn't want to engage in nonsense. And she puts her husband and kids first above all else. And, you know, we really love when housewives do that. And I should say all housewives say they do that, but she really seems to. Uh, Her kids are older when we meet them. They're like late teens, like post high school into their early 20s. And helping them launch and kind of find their way in the world really is like her mission. And more on that later. And this is really a characteristic among Real Housewives of New Jersey, this family first kind of mentality. Teresa famously calls it this old school Italian, quote unquote, where you cook, you clean, you take care of your husband, take care of your kids, and then you get bubbies (laughs) and you spend all the money your husband (laughs) earns. I forgot about that. Remember that? Like, I think that might have been the very first season. Like, Teresa, you need bubbies, everyone told her. And so (laughs) she just, she just, one day she didn't have them and then next day she did. She did. I, I don't remember a Teresa without bubbies. Go back and look. It's really like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) She looked great. It is like all of these shows. So interesting to go back to the beginning of time and my how the lighting changes Mm -hmm. in the show. Um, Maybe there's fillers involved now. People's hair is definitely lighter. Yeah. Really interesting. 2009 looks like like it's a lot longer ago than it actually was. So Caroline really personifies this old school Italian way of life. And we also meet her younger sister, Dina. Dina is also a straight shooter, but she's a little more sarcastic than Caroline, a little softer, not like she's a pushover or reserved or or sweet. I wouldn't call her sweet, but she's not as like in your face as Caroline. She takes a little bit of a shadow role to her. Um, Do you have a favorite sister? Out of the two of them? Yeah, out of the two of them. Dina. Okay, yeah, thank you. Obviously. I was going to save my thoughts and commentary till the end. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I love that you asked because because I have bigger feelings about Caroline than I thought I did. Ooh, okay. So okay. hands down, Dina. You, same? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dina. I, th- I thought she was so likable on this show. I like, love Dina. I was so sad when, you know, they housewives come and go. And so yeah. they're not on there forever. And I was really sad when she left. Like, I, I, I don't know. She was one I wanted to keep on. So Dina and Caroline, like I mentioned before, married brothers, Albert and Tommy Manzo. Albert was a big presence on the show, right? He was the dad of of the three kids, Caroline's husband, and of course, owner of the iconic Brownstone Manor, most commonly referred to as the Brownstone, sometimes just the Manor. The Brownstone Manor is an elite event venue in Patterson, New Jersey, which was left to him and his brother Tommy by their parents. More about them a little later. Uh, Behind me, this elegant ballroom complete with crystal chandeliers and custom lighting. This is what you get when you have an event at the Brownstone. I mean, the Brownstone is almost like another person on the show, wouldn't you say? Oh, totally. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's like where all the major events happen and it's always being talked about. And that will be true today as well. Even more than cut fitness in Orange County, right? Please. (laughs) I can't think of a, of a location that rivals the Brownstone on a, 
on a franchise. Sonia's townhouse and yeah, not the townhouse. It. The townhouse still this and the brownstone. Huge. Like this, you hear about it all the time. Like until you mentioned that, I forgot how much that was a part of events happening there, people going there, people talking about it. It was it was like another character. You're right. Yeah. All in the family. But Dina's husband, Tommy, he was never on the show. We did right. not see him. And when we meet Caroline and Dina in season one, we see a very close pair of sisters, right? Caroline herself described the family as thick as thieves. That's like the resounding quote from her that's right. endured all these many years later. They're thick as thieves. And it echoes this constant reference Teresa's always making about the Godfather and you don't go against the family. Big theme in right. New Jersey, right? More than any other franchise. Which is interesting because Beverly Hills has the Richard sisters and and you don't get this kind of energy from it at all. It's a great distinction. And it doesn't give me like warm, fuzzy family vibes like, wow, these sisters really. No, it gives me very like mob wives <laughs> energy. Yeah. And I don't think I'm saying anything that hasn't been said before. So right. this episode could get me in trouble, but I've been very careful in the way I'm stating it. And I am not the first to have probably made that analogy. We will point fingers if we need to. <laughs> yes, we will also make disclaimers at the end. Just wait. You'll be very pleased with what I've written. Um, but in season two, there's a rift between Caroline and Dina. And it's happened off camera. We don't really know what happened, but it's alluded to a lot on the show. And if you ask either of them now, mostly Dina, she'll just say it was the pressure of heightened storylines put on them. Things that existed before the show were amplified. And there was right. sister jealousy, right? And I mean, this is always like a classic answer. Like, she's just jealous. But Dina did say the jealousy was increasing. Yeah. I think Dina used to be the more quiet, passive one of the two. And Dina's star was kind of rising alongside Caroline's. Yeah. And she was coming into her own, especially as her marriage to Tommy started to disintegrate. And I think it caused a problem between her and Caroline. So like you said, Dina did end up leaving before the second season even ended. Oh, wow. She was out after episode seven. So Dina and Tommy had a tough relationship. They split up in 2012, but you, I have a feeling, will know that they were actually on a reality show that predates Real Housewives of New Jersey by a couple of years. Do you know which one it is? Was it Say Yes to the Dress or? Very close. It was a wedding something. Yes, yes, it was a wedding show. I'm, I didn't know this. So it was VH1's My Big Fat Fabulous Wedding. Okay. Where you get to watch Dina and Tommy get married. Guess where? The Brownstone. Yes. And, um, you know, I was as shocked as anyone when they split up because VH1 really captured this once in a lifetime love with moments like Dina telling Tommy no other woman would put up with his crap and that she is like the only woman who could endure such things. And Thanks. then <laughs> him responding by saying, by laughing and reminding her that, quote, just bring out the checkbook. Lots of girls would put up with this. Okay, so he was sweet. Wrong. Yeah. So they were married for seven years, split in 2012, but didn't finalize their divorce until 2016. It was long and messy. And it's said that Dina actually officially ended it. Tommy didn't want to end it. And that the relationship had been volatile for years. And he made the divorce proceedings incredibly difficult for her. That's like Jason and Bethany numbers yes. for a divorce really, that's really, along. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like a lot of financial components uh, sure. 
fortunately, they didn't have a child together. And I say fortunately, meaning like at least there wasn't custody issues. Right, right. Um, Dina did have Lexi, who I also really enjoyed. Love. From a previous relationship. But uh, they had no children together. So during this split, pre-divorce, but after split, Dina begins dating a millionaire named Dave Canton. And uh, it's hard to, they, everywhere I read lists him as a millionaire, and I don't know exactly what he does. He's been described as a strategist, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, all of which seem like red flags to me, yeah. that there's no like industry <laughs> noted. Right. Or Would you like me to start that rumor about you online? I can please do it. Get me a Wikipedia page and be like, Rebecca Sebastian. Yeah, don't we need like a, what is it, Dumoy or one of the... Uh, Dumois. Du, oh, see? That's yeah. No, no, no. I had a person reading it. I, I had um, to think about it. <laughs> I think we can do it. We can do it. We'll we'll push it. Or yeah, yeah. We'll get signatures. We can do something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm you can even it. link out to the donations I've actually made. They'll be like, wow, she gave $25 to children against cancer. Yeah, I mean, what an angel. <laughs> we'll take this picture right now with you in the brownstone. She hobnobs with, with the best of them. I mean, we've got it. Yeah. I've oh, got yeah. a whole profile for you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and then we'll just wait for my downfall. Absolutely. Um, I'll cover it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know uh, what will happen when that happens. Good to know who your friends are. <laughs> so she actually will end up marrying Dave in 2017. The wedding, this wedding, her third, which Dina calls the lucky charm, third one's the charm, would not be at the Brownstone because at this point she is not on speaking terms with Caroline and she still isn't to this day. This wedding was small. It was on the beach. Oh, we should go back to the VH1 show. The title denotes big, fat, fabulous wedding. This was like a million dollar wedding. The whole show was about just over the top weddings and all the drama around yeah. it. Yeah. So when you juxtapose it to this one with Dave, it was um, in Malibu where they share a home. They have a home in New Jersey and Malibu. Sign me up for that lifestyle, please. Buy Coastal's I'm the goal. telling you, do moi will be how you get it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, overemphasis on moi really, really nails it for you. Um, you're like almost French. So close. <laughs> so they have this very small on the beach wedding, like 30 people. She wears a dress that was already in her closet. She put a little flower in her hair that she picked. The picture is beautiful. And honestly, like she looks genuinely happy. And it's just really interesting to see the the difference. Right. That maybe this is about something different than that first wedding was. Right. Who am I to judge? Um, <laughs> well, we have a podcast, so yeah, <laughs> that's part of the job. <laughs> so get an opinion. Okay, good. So this wedding happened in June of 2017, and people did wonder if the speed at which the wedding happened was maybe inspired by the events of May 2017, which is when Dina and David were the victims of a terrible home invasion. Do you remember hearing about this? I remember hearing about it and then like when it happened and then that's it. It sounded terrifying, but I, I don't remember any details from it. Yeah, same. And it feels like, again, that that Kim Kardashian mm -hmm. story where it's like, how could we hear that something so huge and awful happened, which I'm going to tell you, and then nothing. It's really odd. And I guess when an investigation starts, things quiet down because the press doesn't get new information while it's True. being investigated. So it kind of makes sense. But um, yeah, the couple entered their New Jersey home after an evening out and they got inside and there were two masked individuals already inside. Oh and gosh. the two of them rushed Dina and David, one 
struck David with a baseball bat on his face, torso, and legs. The other one struck Dina, not with weapons, just was like punching her. And then they tied them together with zip ties, took $500 cash, jewelry, including the $60,000 engagement ring from Dina's finger, and left, which is just so violent and like... It's already such an invasion, but doesn't that just feel so personal and yeah. scary? And you would totally expect them to take jewelry from everywhere else, but to take it off of her finger feels like when they talk about crimes being personal or whatever, like that feels like a more personal thing to do. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And she had just been proposed to two weeks prior. So oh I mean, gosh. this this was just so sad and yes, highly, highly personal. The couple called the police to report the incident and both were hurt. David had more severe injuries and did have to go to the hospital. David told the police that one of the men said to him, that's what you get for effing with a guy from Patterson. So the investigation begins and guess who they find is behind, allegedly, behind the attack? I thought, do I, can I have a real Yeah, guess? please, okay. yeah. I thought it was her ex-husband. I thought it was Tommy that they ended up finding yeah, out. Yeah, it but sure was. But isn't that recent that we find out about yes. that? Yes. Okay, sorry. I, tell no. your story. <laughs> no, I love how in the know you are. You are exactly right, Tommy Manzo, and you're you're doubly right. It was just this year, in May of 2021, that Tommy Manzo was arrested and charged as an accomplice in the home invasion robbery. It's believed that he hired a man named James Manello as one of the two men who did the actual robbery. It's unclear uh, if the second assailant was caught and charged. I'm not sure why. It's a little confusing. I read everything I could about it. But do you want to know why it's confusing, Melissa? Yeah, I'd love to. Because two years prior to this home invasion in 2015, a year before their divorce was finalized, Tommy Manzo allegedly stalked Dina and David and hired John Perna, who is a well-known, alleged member of the Lucchese crime family. This is all according to the New York Post, who assaulted David in July of 2015. This wasn't even the first story where this happened. Yeah, so back in 2015, before I think people really, like, put David and Dina together. They weren't engaged, but they were dating. Right. He did the same thing. He hired a guy to beat the crap out of him at a strip mall in Passaic County, New Jersey. He attacked him with a small club. The man, John Perna and Manzo, both pled not guilty. Now, as for the stalking behavior, according to Dina's lawyer, 300 pages of searches with her name and David's name came up on Tommy Manzo's computer. Now, not 300 results, 300 pages of results, which is why he actually got charged with stalking. But Oh my gosh. I know. Not only did it involve David and Dina, searches were also included for the location of David's eight-year-old son's Little League game locations. Oh my gosh. What on earth? In response, Tommy said those searches were not stalking, but preparation for a lawsuit he was sure David was going to file against him, as he should. He has a permanent scar on his face from the beating in 2015. So I think it's interesting to note that Tommy doesn't even deny them or say it was someone else or it's not what you think. It's like, no, I did those, but it was in prep for a lawsuit, which is nonsense because I don't know why you would need a kid's. I don't even want to. Yeah. Give energy to like what you would need for that. It's really, really disturbing and alarming and dark. Yes. So to keep with the wedding theme, 
the icing on the cake is this John Perna guy, a known right. Casey family affiliate. He took this job in exchange for something. What, what would you maybe guess he wanted and was willing to do this for? So help me if it was to have his wedding at the Brownstone. Melissa, you're so brilliant. You s- I can't You even. set me up for that, though, because you said no. wedding and stuff and... This is clearly demented. Oh my gosh! We need a we need a picture change. Please hold while we let's just go to the exterior of this magical. Whoa! Yeah, I mean the brownstone is no um, it's no slouch. That means a person I'm not it's, hitting it's, anybody with a baseball bat for that. Yeah, yeah. He did this for a deeply discounted wedding at the Brownstone Manor. Discounted? discounted? Did not even get it for free? That's what oh. I said. Yeah, you need this to learn how to negotiate. To, right? You would think he knew, given his background. This guy's facing up to 30 years in prison for a wedding that wasn't even free. Can I guess if he's still married? Is he still married? He's not still married. There's no way. Oh, what a great question. I wish I knew. I do know the wedding happened the next month. 330 people attended, including several members of the Lucchese family, according to the FBI. We'll, we'll follow up and find out if he's still married. But God, it would be just... That'd more be an icing Instagram on the cake. Story. Yeah, if yeah, exactly. We'll find Do out. Do more. Well, we'll definitely tag Do more. Um, so what do those close to the show and family say about these horrific attacks on Dina and her boyfriend, now husband? Well, here's a quote from a woman anyone who watched The Real Housewives of New Jersey will recognize. Owner of Posh, stirrer of you know what, Kim D. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we never get her last name. It's just her initial. Like, she, like there's four Kims in her class. <laughs> I, I know it's so true. Like the equivalent now is like, like um, Liam C. Like in right, your kids' right. class. Like because there's so many Kim. It's De Paola or Paola. Okay, I'm good with D. Who cares? Kim it. D. Right? Yeah, yeah. So she says, "Here's the thing." I'm not going to do. Oh, I, I was will, hoping. I, know, I felt like you were I, going for it. I, I don't Go think for I have. It, I don't think I have a Kim D in me. Well, I well, do that's have a Caroline good. Manzo, but I don't. Okay. Anyway, here's here's what she said. Here's the thing. Tommy is actually not a bad guy. He's mild mannered, very lovely to people at the Brownstone. I think it was a man thing. They want what they can't have. He didn't want Dina when she was starving for attention and dying for his love. But when she leaves him and goes off with a new younger guy, his ego couldn't take it. He got too wrapped up. That's my take. Thanks, Kim. That sounds exactly like uh, the second person interviewed on any Law and Order episode, like the barkeep <laughs> that's wiping yeah. the thing off. Who's <laughs> not at all involved, but is like, here's, here's my professional <laughs> insight. Yeah. Also, she said this statement was in support of Dina. And I was like, um, we have different interpretations and definitions of what support looks like, because yeah. this sounds very victim blamey. And Weird. Also, it sounds very like from an accepted culture of like men will be men. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, and there was a lot of commentary among people around them that said like there was this kind of if Tommy couldn't have her, nobody could kind of feeling from him. And yeah, I would say that we're seeing the results of that. Now, was he married before? Do you know that he had another? Oh, no, he didn't have a kid. The other guy, David, had a kid. David as a child. I don't know, but he was like. 50 something when they got married like I wouldn't be surprised if he'd had previous marriages yeah um but I I don't know again we're gonna add that to the follow-up I'm sorry I always have too many questions no 
Juno. This is like a place to bring all your questions. Um, so honestly, what Kim D thinks is practically irrelevant. I just had to include it because yeah, she's great. like, that's like her whole thing is inserting herself into the show where she doesn't actually belong. Because the, in the indictment against Tommy Manzo in both cases surfaced in 2020 and is playing out this year for some reason. Both of these cases are now awaiting trial. And I do not understand what the time lapse was or whatever. I, I get the sense they took the 2015 one more seriously after the home invasion right. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe they're, you know, re-investigating. I'm not sure. But it made headlines again because Caroline has written a letter of support to the judge presiding over the case in support of her brother-in-law, Tommy, calling him a kind and caring man. Oh. So the thickest thieves comment, the family first, I mean, he isn't blood. Like, right. So it's kind of flying in the face of her whole M.O., and she told the New York Post, quote, this is family on both sides. I want to know the truth and my allegiance will lie with the truth. We don't run from things like this. We address them. And I feel comfortable with that because we are being painted with a brush that does not reflect who we are as people. That wasn't great. But that it was, was like so good. I <laughs> I was tearing up. That was it, it, amazing. And your mm, commitment was really I mean, unparalleled. I had, that to, was awesome. I had to go with it. it. It wasn't great. I'll keep working on it. Spring is bursting with fresh energy, the air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment, and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, Expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Factor is back as a sponsor of Criminality and I couldn't be happier. Here is one of my favorite things about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're perfect year-round in all seasons. I loved having Factor meals in the winter when it was so cold and so miserable to go out, and I was happier to stay inside and heat up my Factor meal and get a warm meal. But now that it's spring and warming up outside, I'm revving up my fitness routine. So I don't want to do takeout as much. I certainly don't want to cook or grocery shop. And I'm more conscious about what I'm eating. Another perfect season and reason to get Factor meals delivered. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of over 35 options, including popular options like the one I get, which is calorie smart, but you can also do keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. 
Also, it's not just meals. They have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverages, all kinds of things to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So she says we're not we're being painted with a brush that does not reflect who we are as people. So what brush is she referring to? It's a mafia brush. And this is where oh. the disclaimers will start. <laughs> Rumors, whispers, and rumblings of Caroline's husband, Albert's father, and his alleged connection to the mob are nothing new for the Manzos. Danielle brought it up on the first reunion, and Caroline and Albert have always vehemently denied any family connection to the mafia. So maybe it's me or maybe it's all the Sopranos I've been watching. Oh, yeah. But I did a little digging and you really don't need to dig that far, like like shallow graves depth, just to keep it on brand to verify the strong possibility that Albert Manzo's father was a known mob enforcer with the Genovese family. Do you know what a mob enforcer is? Uh, No, (laughs) I I didn't either. It's a mafia member who performs contract killings or is charged with keeping dissident members obedient. Um, so it's not like a messenger. Right, well, right. It is, but of like a serious. Here's like the, the message. Like the message is, yeah. Yeah. The message usually involves weapons or hands. <laughs> Albert's father was also named Albert, uh, but nobody called him that. He was short. He weighed 350 pounds, and he went by a nickname. Want to guess? You've been, you're like... Two for two. Or I want to say so little, little something. Yeah, you're yeah? very close. Oh, tiny, tiny, tiny oh. Manzo. <laughs> oh. Please hold. Yeah, little tiny Manzo. I mean, may he rest in peace. We're getting there. I mean, hi, tiny. <laughs> yeah, the Italians have you know. A he good doesn't sense of humor. look like. Um, I don't really think like a Manzo Albert looks like. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it. So this is Tiny Manzo, and all the mafia information I got is via Mike Russell, a New Jersey state police officer who went undercover to infiltrate an organized crime syndicate. He saw 54 arrests and 48 convictions in 1986 alone. Whoa. So in this book, Russell talks a lot about Tiny Manzo, and he says, quote, he was the biggest mob enforcer in Jersey and everyone knew it. But we can't ask Tiny about his career. I also wouldn't recommend it if we could. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, I thought you were going to say, and now bringing up Tiny. Our first call-in guest. Um, (laughs) But uh, he unfortunately was found dead in the trunk of his car in 1983. He was executed mob style. I will spare the the gory details. This happened just a year before Albert and Caroline actually got married, which happened the summer of 1984. In fact, Caroline says Albert was so distraught over his dad's death. It's why they got engaged so soon. He needed to focus on something positive and it was probably a way to distract himself from the grief and kind of make sense. a lot. Yeah. According to Mike Russell, fat, tiny Manzo was skimming money from a Staten Island casino. He was also constantly needling one of the mob's top soldiers, end quote. So most people related either in the mob or close to the family think it was a payback killing. But for the record, it is unsolved and nobody has claimed responsibility. Nobody has been charged with it. 
interesting fact after Tiny passed away, his wife, Albert's mother, was denied the like half a million dollar life insurance policy because the insurance company found out that he lied on the application saying he didn't have diabetes when he, on the record, absolutely did. Oh, wow. And the claim was filed very shortly before his 1983 death. So I don't know if he knew something was coming or suspected, but they had not had a long period of time of having that insurance policy, and she didn't end up getting it anyway. Oh, wow. Again, for the record, Caroline and Albert Manzo unequivocally deny any connection or association to the mafia on Albert's father's side. She says to the Daily News, I will not give credence to mafia talk. Tiny Manzo was a good man, a family man. His death remains a mystery. Um, I don't know. I think she's leaving out a lot of things in that statement, which is smart. Right. Like, believe what people tell you. He probably was a exactly. good family man. So was Tony Soprano, right? His death remains a mystery. Also true. You've really watched too much Sopranos. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm a Tony Soprano sympathizer. He, But she doesn't say he never committed crimes or killed right. anyone, right? Like, interesting to me. The Daily Beast had uh, a lengthy interview with Caroline about the mafia connections in a 2009 interview, and she emphatically denies again any connection on her husband's father's part. But Mike Russell, again, whose career was spent taking down the Genovese family, probably knew it better than most people in law enforcement, says her statements are simply not true. In his book, he refers to Robert Buccino, another 46-year veteran of law enforcement who charged more than 450 made members of the mafia group. And he knew Tiny Manzo. He was well known in the Patterson area, he tells Mike Russell, and his association with organized crime was well known. As far as his family goes, his sons, daughters, there's no allegations about them that we know of, but the father certainly was a player in the scene with organized crime. So this is what I've learned from uh, an interview I did with a prosecutor in New York City who, who... prosecuted a lot of the mafia guys and also from the Sopranos just because they aren't charged or found out doesn't mean they didn't do it. Like a lot of these people involved in the mob have a lifelong career there. Right. And they're lucky. Like they just, you know what I mean? And sometimes the authorities can't charge them without evidence. And a lot of what they do they don't touch themselves. So I'm just saying just because he didn't have a record of being charged right. with anything doesn't mean he wasn't. Also doesn't mean he was. Like, obviously, this is alleged. Yeah, yeah. They said he was uh, gregarious. This is tiny and well-liked. He even ran for mayor in 1974. He ran as a law and order candidate who advocated for public hangings. In 1974? Correct. In New Jersey, mind you. What was happening in 1974? I wasn't born. I take Me no either. responsibility. We're, but two ba- we're babies. I wasn't born. I was not <laughs> long after. Um, the only real recorded possible sketchy law thing. <laughs> I like that's that. That's the official description. Was that there was a possible collusion in the awarding of demolition contracts during this unsuccessful bid to become mayor. So he probably, I don't know, that's what the mafia did, right? They had these businesses and they heavy armed, strong armed. Yeah, I like heavy armed. Very heavy armed, um, you know, people into 
working with them. Right. Okay. They didn't have a choice. So that's the only thing they really um, officially know he did. So again, for the record, Tiny Manzo's murder, unsolved. Tiny Manzo never charged with any crimes you might expect a mobster to be charged with. So I'm not saying he was a member of the mafia, but as Danny Pellegrino might say, I am implying it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to more present day. Sadly, oddly, this is not the only mafia connection to the Manzos. And I really think like this family, if it isn't true, like, geez, they just can't shake it, right? Right. So you remember the kids we talked about, Albie, Chris, and Lauren. And if you watched the show, which you did, you'll remember that Lauren meets one of Albie's college roommates, Vito. Right. Vito Scalia and Lauren and Vito meet, date, eventually marry. Now they have a super cute daughter, actually. So cute. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like Marquesa or something really pretty. So tragically, in January of 2016, a man named Matthew Genovese, note the name, a relative of Vito Scalia went missing in Hoboken, New Jersey. So cast members, including Caroline and all the kids, tweeted the missing poster asking for help and prayers to find this young guy. Sadly, his body turned up just days later in the Hudson River. His ID, cash cards, everything's still on him. But because of his last name and who his family is, there are a lot of suspicious factors around his death, which is still unsolved five years later. Yeah. So sad. And I will say in rewatching, I did not watch the whole show. I didn't even get through the whole season. I watched some different episodes Mm. for um, reference. And there is, and I'd like to remind listeners who don't know me, I'm half Italian and I'm from New Jersey. There's more violence on that show than the other franchises. There's just an explosive. Yeah. There's a lot of anger, a lot of feelings, a lot of beautiful feelings. Like they don't shy away from what they're thinking and feeling, but there's a lot of fights. Like, you know, I mean, we got the table flip from Teresa. There's also like big fractures in family relationships yeah and you know i have to say again as a jersey italian like i've I've seen that in my own life like they love big and they also will cut ties over over what seem like silly things and sometimes it is business because um this is a family of entrepreneurs and they go into business together and that gets complicated when you're when you're mixing money and making different choices so that is the primary story i wanted to share with you. The clues I gave, if you remember, were family and robbery, and that was covered. But there was a third one, and it was deli meat. And I'd like to talk about that one and end on a slightly lighter note. And yes, we can circle back now to Tina Fey. I'm just That's all go- I remembered was deli and yes. the sandwiches. I'm going to go back to Brownstone because we're done looking at Tiny. So the deli meat came from um, the game that the Manzo kids started. Do you remember this? The ham game? They would just throw ham at each other in the kitchen. (laughs) And I can't remember if it was Chris or Albie, but I want to say it was Chris. Seems like a more of a Chris. He was more like the clown, Mm -hmm. like jokester one of the three kids. But, um, yeah, that's literally it. They just would throw deli meat, specifically ham at each other. And it was Uh funny. And like just one of their weird like scenes in the kitchen. Um, so the ham game, but the kids and their businesses, like I said, they're a family of entrepreneurs and Albert and Caroline were very supportive of them, always yeah. like helping them in whatever way they had dreams. We've got Lauren and the beauty 
stores, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, which started small and she really grew those into something. There was the idea for the stripper car wash, if you remember, with Chris oh, gosh, and Albie, yes. who wanted to have strippers mm-hmm. at a car wash. Yep. Uh, law school was a big dream of Albie's that unfortunately, sadly, got kind of foiled because he was diagnosed with a learning disability hmm. in law school. And it was just too hard to complete law school. So they came up with something else, you know, because, again, these are entrepreneurs. Right. And I think it's worth talking about a product that's come up, not even in this episode, but in a prior one of your stories. We're talking, of course, about bottled water. And it's the only one that I'm aware of that is black. Do you, <laughs> and that's BLK black, of course. Of course. Of course. So there's a little fun story, if you will, uh-huh. and a little controversy around black water. Did you know? No. I, <laughs> Did you care? I knew I was never going to drink it. <laughs> it looked like charcoal water, and even I can't get involved in that. I don't know why you wouldn't want to drink Water infused with a proprietary blend of fulvic and humic acid, Melissa. That's weird. <laughs> Was that a selling point? Oh, yeah. It's, that uh, feels like a disclaimer. It sounds like disease. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it temporarily darkens the water before the minerals settle to the bottom of the glass. And it is supposed to be good for your digestive system and like have more nutrients. rock. I think you kind of are. <laughs> like, when I read fulvic and humic acid, I think of like ash. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, they had this amazing idea, or so we thought, for black water. And much was made of it in season three oh, yeah. when they partnered with Chris Larita. Chris, mm-hmm. He's in the wholesale apparel industry, but he wanted another business venture that his kids, his younger two boys that he has with Jacqueline, could eventually take over. And so they started a PR group, the name of which is escaping me right now. It's something with a star. And he brings in Chris and Albie and a couple of their friends who don't seem to contribute much at all. And they want to launch BLK, Black Water. So there's some controversy over who really is responsible for this water. If you ask Team Blackwater, Albie, Chris, and Chris Larita say they partnered with two sisters named Jacqueline. So confusing, not Jacqueline Larita. Yeah, and we've got a second Chris. This is so much. I know. And Louise Wilkie, not to be confused with Kathy. Dana, well, oh. Dana Wilkie or Kathy Waikili, or I don't know oh, what her Wikili. last name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read Wilkie and thought of Kathy. It was very confusing. Two completely unrelated women, although they are sisters, of course, <laughs> who came up with this product as a healing remedy for their sick mother. Somehow they came, they crossed paths with Chris. They decided to partner with this PR group that Chris Larita and the boys had formed to bring the product to market. Well, a Canada-based marketing company called Creative Thinker said they actually thought of the idea and partnered with the sisters, creating a copyright, a patent, all of it. And they're now accusing the two women and the Real Housewives of New Jersey cast members for stealing the idea And they are in a lawsuit over this. So basically, I think the two women did have a partnership deal Mm -hmm. with someone else. And then they were like, ooh, Real Housewives of New Jersey wants it. Like, that'll be on TV. I think that's really what happened. And so they're getting sued. And then there's a countersuit. I have no idea what the resolution is. I don't really think anyone's on the edge of their seat to know. Blackwater still exists. Two quarters? I just can't imagine anybody's made a penny off of this. Amazon.com. You can go get Blackwater right now. It is still for sale, but the guys are not mentioned on the website at all. So I think it's been sold to someone else. They are busy with other businesses. They have moved on. 
So I guess Caroline was wrong when she was quoted in that episode about the launch of Blackwater saying, tonight my sons take the world by storm. It's their time. Okay, it's like a little dramatic. <laughs> it's black water. You're, what are you really doing here? Like giving people dirty looking teeth? I don't understand. I know, but she's I'm definitely- ordering some now that I know it's on Amazon. I will try it. <laughs> oh, let's do like a live taste test. <laughs> no, Fine. Yeah, let's I'm do serious. It. I want to watch you drink it. I'll do it. And I want you to watch me drink it. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah. Now it's taking a turn. <laughs> it's getting dark. More figuratively. More for Dumois. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as the words of my former New Jersey senator would say, this is my New Jersey. That was his campaign slogan. Oh. Um, But yeah, this is my New Jersey. Um, Those are my stories for you. Other reality shows connected to the show, the spinoff, of course, they got manzoed with children. Yeah. I I hate all spinoffs. I do too. And Winter House. I love Winter House. Those are the only two that I Those are good exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We mentioned My Big Fat Fabulous Wedding with Dina. She also got an HGTV show after Housewives called Dina's Party because she was like a decorator and a party planner. And so she had a short-lived party there. And did you know there was another quasi spinoff, but it was still on Bravo, which I guess isn't that weird, called Teresa Checks In? I absolutely want nothing to do with that. There's only that? three episodes, and it just filmed the whole family responding to when Teresa went to prison. I can't. Because the show wasn't that. about that enough. They needed an entirely different show. I didn't oh, watch no. it. Mm-mm. I uh, would rather, actually, I would rather see the clip of Joe screaming, that's my father. <laughs> oh, man. And remember, That was emotional. That was. I mean, I rewatched some of these things, and I was like, you know, this show has some heart. It is like ridiculous and over the top. (laughs) Well, allegedly, allegedly, let's be honest, if there is steroid use, that would explain some of the fighting. Um, But I was watching the episode where Teresa, where Joe and Melissa go to her book signing and she's like inscribing the book to him and she's tearing up because they're kind of estranged. And yeah. it's real. Like they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm sure there are some like actual plot points that are manufactured, but I think the undercurrent of the different relationship fractures were real. And we really saw that. And yeah. I always, you know, I can't help but be moved by that. Um, the show also gave us, of course, we mentioned the flip, but it gave us Gia and it gave us the legendary song that's now like, how crazy is that 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 became because I was more into the beginning verses first you're one and then you were two those are the ones sometimes you have to rest your toes those are the lines I need I love a sequential song you know like a chronological one I can follow Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um yeah I mean now the whole world can if there's nothing we can agree on it's you know we can all sing that song together yeah Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I love it so much. Yeah. Like and so we have Melania. Melania calling her dad a troll. The old oh troll. Oh my gosh. I love it. it. The kids when they were little, hysterical. Again, so I watched last night Joe, Juicy Joe, not Joe. Oh, I forgot that was his name. Yeah, I hate it Juicy so much. Juicy Joe. Ugh. When he did a flip on the gymnastics mat after Gia and chipped his tooth and Gia starts screaming bloody murder. Like the show is so unhinged sometimes. I'm like, there's so much going on, but um, God, I love it. 
Yeah, so that is a crime so and some legal shenanigans that all happened in New Jersey. Whoa. I, like I said, I knew of the break-in, but I didn't know any of the details and I didn't understand the connection. I mean, they really started just talking about it this year, but how it's wild. so bizarre. I know. And they're awaiting trials. So that's either New Jersey or New York. I guess it's not federal. It'll probably be yeah. New Jersey. Like I definitely might maybe want to go. <laughs> it's so wild to me though that Caroline would write a letter. I understand not taking a stand on it and just being like, I've got family on both sides. This is really complicated. I don't know what happened, but to write a letter in support of him. Oof. Also before sentencing, it's such a weird strategy. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I, so it is really weird. There too. And it, it says a lot. It really says a lot. So whatever happened between the sisters, it's like very deep mm-hmm. and it's really sad, but it seems like Dina and her husband are very happy. That's good. Um, I'm sure there's some, I'd be terrified residual though. fear. Yeah. And some trauma, but my gosh, I do think they're good. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job, Rebecca. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yeah, it felt really Thanksgiving-y. I've got to know, you said you were watching a lot and watching more. I know we both were kind of like reaching last episode. I feel like, I don't know, life was in a place where we weren't watching as much. What, let me guess what you're watching. I mean, I don't even want to give you clues because I think you already know what I was watching. Are we watching the same thing? Because we've been talking about it on text. Okay. Yeah. You say one word, I'll say the other. Okay. Ready? Netflix. Oh, Okay, I, I was oh, going to do the title. Yeah, real estate. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, you just, yeah. Okay, what am so, I doing? But we're I getting into selling, close everybody you say else. sunset. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> selling sunset. Yay, yes, that's, we've both. Just, let's not bury the lead here. Yeah, go. We have not been able to stop texting about selling sunset. So no. um, week start, I thought episode one was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Like I watched with my mom and daughter and like had hyped it up and we were like, that's tough and I was and my mom was like I just I don't know I'm like please give it time and then it did it got better it did it did um I was telling Rebecca at the end of my the final episode Netflix restarted episode one season one and I got to see all their original faces which was wild Heather does not look like the same person at all I didn't even realize her transformation had been it it, it felt like it happened very subtly but this is not a a long passage of time. Like no. I expect to go back to 2009 New Jersey housewives and see everyone's different old original right, noses right. and like bad fake tans and terrible mm-hmm. hair. Still have those. Yeah. But I don't expect it on selling sunset because they, they're all so, they're starting off so beautiful. Right. Yeah. And then they're just tweaking and tweaking to the point of like non-recognition. Yeah. For sure. So this season, we're coming off of Chriselle's divorce, and Oof. I love Chriselle. I will love her until the day she, I die. She is clearly the darling of the show. She's so great. Well, even I saw her post something with like all this, the countries that it's number one in, and everyone her picture was in, like they always have her as like the face of it. And you know, they'll have it's other a pretty ones, adorable face. She's so cute. She's so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love her. And then so she's coming off her divorce. Christine had her baby and she's showing us how she does yoga. She comes out. I don't know. You know, I've had a lot of feelings about how she's presenting herself right after having a baby, which good for you. You can be a hot little thing. But I had my daughter around the same time Kate Middleton had her first Oof. child, like within like a week. And you know how they like parade her outside and she's wearing oh, a yeah. dress. And I'm in like you know, the mesh underwear, just 
maternity pants still because you're squirting a bottle on myself of water just to feel something and uh (laughs) babies you know baby all over my chest vomit everything and she's standing out there like that and I just remember feeling like crap seeing that so I can't even imagine seeing this totally insane version of a brand new mom who's not mentioning the nannies and all the makeup people like she's not mentioning any of that none of this is real life I sorry I didn't mean to do that no I think you are you are speaking for the people and (laughs) it's like this weird tension of like good for her like if she bounced back and has all that help that's great it's just not really how it goes for most women and I'll never forget because I had my kids super young and my midwife telling me like you're the perfect age to have kids you're like how old they used to be like right like, right in other centuries and I did bounce back really quick especially with my first but even then I remember at like six and eight weeks feeling like oh I'm back to normal and right, that right. was fast yeah yeah we're talking she was like two weeks postpartum from a surgery from yeah, a yeah. c-section which is very different but here's the thing your stomach can be flat again you know, you could like technically lose the weight, but things shift and right. like your feet look different. Your legs, your face, everything looks different. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And like, just nothing looks different. It's so, it's like an illusion. It's, it, it really is like a head scratcher. I have to be it honest. Um, it, it, and when, even when she's like pushing the stroller in this one, like later episode, I'm like, it just doesn't look right. It's just, I know. I'm being so judgmental and I, I can't help it because she is also so awful. Yeah, she's awful. That's where I don't feel so bad. Also, like, she doesn't want to cop to, you know, the women wanted to confront her about past behaviors and she's like, I don't have time for this. I am happily married with a baby. Like, I've moved on. You guys move on. And it's like, that's not how it works. No. It's mm-hmm. not a free pass. You've no. hurt people. You continue to hurt people. Um, And I continue to love this show. Here for the real estate did you finish the season? I finished, yes. I did too, and it ended so abruptly. I thought for sure there was one more episode, and there wasn't. Yeah. That's well, bad. and they did one thing they do with Selling Sunset that I don't feel like they do on other shows is they give us a preview for the next season. Like, we're already getting a preview for what comes next. It's not a lot. Right. Are you referring to Chrishell and Yeah, and Tiny Jason? Tim. Tiny Manzo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love a picture of Tiny Manzo and Tiny Oppenheim next to each other. Tiny um, yeah. So we just have to watch that play out in real life. I also want to say one thing. Have you ever liked someone more on a show than you do on social media or vice versa? Are you talking about Chriselle? No, I'm talking about Heather. Oh. oh. Don't yeah, enjoy I, her social media. I kind of enjoy her on this season. I enjoyed her this season. I didn't even want to tell you that because I know how much we I both don't like her social same media. Way. I was like, I'm going to be embarrassed to bring this to Melissa because we have shared words about her mm-hmm. social, but she's kind of pretty great on the show. I know. I really actually enjoyed her. I was totally confused. We both love Amanza. Um, Amanza's story is huge. And obviously they don't want it to like dominate the show because it's like pretty heavy. Sad. Yeah. But my gosh, that woman is going through it. She is. She seems like the one of the most genuine people I think on there and most are not uh, genuine at all. Um, Yeah, she really does. I hope she gets a little more um, airtime and I hope she like 
grows more into the show, like to be yeah. more like the staple. And then Davina's back. Ugh. And I don't know if you saw late last night, I posted on our Instagram. Um, I commented on it. Oh, you did? But Oops. Us, so that was confusing. I might have just. <laughs> oh, it does get confusing when you're like, don't recall uh. <laughs> saying something. But um, like, is Davina is well, Davina came first. It was Mary the Davina of the Real Housewives, like they both have the same, I noticed myself feeling the same way when they're on camera, which is like watching between like my yeah, fingers, yeah, yeah. like what are they going to say? They're so awkward. Like she looks like someone who was just not meant to be on TV. And I don't know yeah. how else to say it. And she's like dressing like Christine now, but she's pretty tall. So she's got like the same thing I do where if I feel a lot taller than people, I do like the hunch thing. And Yeah, she's not it, owning it like it's Christine. It's like a baby giraffe in, you know, high heels. Whenever I see her walk, I'm like, oh, no, she's going to fall. Um, yeah. Oh, but, I'm very concerned about Christine's heels. She She's doing fine. But like walking a baby, holding those pregnant, walking in those heels. It was a lot. I, I was so stressed. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Selling Sunset and you're looking for real estate porn, I mean, really, that's what it yeah. is. This is it's, H. This is this is not your grandma's HGTV show. No, yeah. and I don't like I don't really like real estate shows in general, but I oh, love I this one because there's enough like cattiness and stuff and like, and it's shot so beautifully. Oh, gorgeous! And we've talked about that before because I think it's yes. the Hills producer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then there's like. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. I'm so thankful that it came back. Me too. Um, I really want to know. I, I really want. I really want you to give me clues that I'll actually guess without like helping me at all. So, do you think I have a chance? No, you already. Your face says it all. But it's just because it's not something that you watch, so you're not. If you did, I would be thoroughly surprised. So okay. this will be just new for you in general. Okay. But I think me. other people that watch it will get it from these. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Fiance. Okay. Fire. Okay. Fans. Hmm. Fans like people or fans like? Fans is a little subjective. Sometimes oh. we're only thrown in front of it. It can be that possibly most likely. Okay. But they're not famous from that. They okay. have one of those. Um, fiance, fire, and fans. Love the alliteration. Thank you. I that was how I threw fans on there at the end. <laughs> that was why. <laughs> Sometimes you want to go with it. I know. Um, oh my gosh, that reminds me of Ronnie and Ben on Watch What Crappens talking about Meredith Marks and how she's always got like two out of two? three words uh -huh. that rhyme, and the third doesn't. She's like, I'm tired of the the lies. The what spies. are the words? The spies and the tragedy and you're like no yeah. you know but like it's so funny um, I love it too they're so good okay I, I mean I enjoy no this story and oh, I'm gonna I... have to bring some video clips because it's definitely necessary for I this always enjoy your stories well I can't wait to hear and Me it was really too. great to record again thank you totally we'll do this again it. yeah two weeks yeah so everybody you can Follow us on social media at Criminality Show on all platforms. We are most active on Instagram and Twitter. And we're on YouTube. You could watch this episode for free. Just why not? I mean, I mean, why? But that. also, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, please. Rhetorical. You can go either way. <laughs> uh, anything else, Melissa? Can catch you on Tuesdays, Moms and Murder. And you can catch Rebecca on Wednesdays with Dialogue. I think that's it. Yeah, that's probably it. Oh, and okay. thanks for the new reviews. We've gotten new reviews. So oh my sweet. gosh, so grateful, so thankful. Seriously, those make our day. 
Yeah, they're really, really nice. They're always exciting to send back and forth to each other. Just yeah. makes you so happy. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We're having a lot of fun and glad you're enjoying it. Absolutely. Okay. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.